0: What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host Keith Cork and I will be flying solo here on a Friday night talking to you about your Saturday split slate where we have a single game showdown and then an eight game main slate which I'm pretty pumped about some good value over there still from the trade deadline with prices still not coming up enough so let's get right into it. Uh, We do have the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets tipping off a little bit slightly, ever so slightly earlier than the other games. So they are uh, breaking it off here into another slate because it's DraftKings and they want to maximize their money. Uh, Smart guys over there at the DK Lounge. Uh, But they do have a 2.5 favorite right now in favor of the Philadelphia 76ers. Honestly, I think uh, I actually just have put it together a four pick parlay here uh, with my, some money lines that I like, so a couple of underdogs, and a couple of guys. I think or a couple teams I think are undervalued. It's minus forty for the for the uh, money line for the Sixers, and I just don't see a world in which the Sixers don't win this game. I know the the Nets are been playing pretty well and beating teams, but uh, I don't think the Sixers are going to blow them out by any means. But I do think the Sixers are for sure going to win this game. I think uh, we're kind of overrating the Nets at this point because they're, they're a little win streak and a little bit of beginner's luck, I guess, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what you'd call that. Um, people are playing well though, over there, so could be wrong. Anyways, Philadelphia, Brooklyn. We do have Mikel Bridges, questionable with a trade uh, because of that trade might might be in, might be out. Definitely got to keep our eyes on that one. Cam Johnson, also questionable uh, because of the trade. And then we have Seth Curry out with a thigh injury for the Brooklyn Nets. And that's it. Otherwise, it's pretty pretty healthy. A couple of healthy teams here. For me, let me just go ahead and say, uh, I said Cam Johnson, right? This is going to be confusing now with the Nets because there's Cam Johnson, there's Cam Thomas. Cam Johnson's questionable because of the trade. I hope I said that right. But Cam Thomas, uh, let's talk about him for a minute. He's an easy fade for me. I uh, wanted to play his points under against my Bulls. Probably would have hit. I don't know what he was points under was at because I just didn't have time to look at it. But uh, I think he hit had, he had 20 points against my Bulls, which I'm sure it had to be in the, the mid-20s at least uh, after the guy went off for 40 points in three straight games. And I just think uh, it's a good time to, to fade him. You know, he's a guy that uh, he's, he's not always going to shoot 70% more. That's what he was doing through those three games. And no surprise, he's a very uh, hit-and-miss type guy, boom or bust type guy which makes him a good uh, DFS play but especially for GPPs but he's uh, he's at almost 8000 now at least in this uh, single game showdown uh, they are a little bit inflated the prices are usually so probably in the low 7000s high 6000s if it was a full slate but but yeah I just can't I I can't go there for Cam Thomas it's just an easy fade for me uh, I think if uh, people are going to play him because he's been on a, a heater of somewhat recently uh, I think it's it's an easy way to beat that those people, and it's not going to be a lot of people doing that. I think a lot of people are going to fade him honestly, but maybe ten, fifteen, twenty percent of people do roster him, and I think he will beat those those, those play teams here. I really do. Philadelphia is a strong defensive team. Melton, uh, you know they don't have Thibault anymore. I almost mentioned Thibault, but but they have some good perimeter defenders there, and uh, so I don't uh, I don't think it's a, a good matchup for him. So. Cam Thomas is an easy favorite for me. I'm going to go, I think one way to to kind of differentiate yourself from the field here, and I'm going to go with uh, Spencer Dinwiddie at captain at 12-9. I know, you know, people have Joel Embiid or or Harden, and I can't blame you. Um, Let me say that, you know, Nicholas Claxton's been a fantastic defensive player this season. Um, You know, there's been some chatter here and there on Twitter that he could be in the discussions for defensive player of the year. I wouldn't go that far, but I think he has been very, very, very solid. And I love what he's done. Love his development. Obviously, I'm sure Nets fans are just enamored with him. I, w- I don't blame them. I would be too if he was on my team. But uh, I think it's g- it's going to be I wouldn't say a tough matchup for Joel B, because he's he's pretty much match he, he is matchup proof. I mean he's just going to get his. It's going to happen. But it's not necessarily the, the juiciest matchup here. And I think if you're going to spend all that money on him, you need to have those uh, those high numbers. You need to have the higher end of the spectrum. I don't think you're going to get it here. Uh, James Harden. Uh, decent, decent enough. They have so many wing defenders now, especially if uh, well, Dorian Finney-Smith is gonna play, but if you know they get Michael Bridges also in there, that's tough, man. That is a tough matchup. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Seth, or um, sorry, Spencer Dinwiddie as my captain at 12-9. i nine. I'm gonna spend down a little bit. I'm gonna get those other guys in my lineup, but I'm also going to hopefully beat the field here. Who's gonna go ahead and gravitate towards those top two guys and can't blame him. Really can't. I mean, I think uh, it's very possible that either of those guys can go off. Those guys are all star talents. Uh, indubitably. <laughs> indubitably. 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 Uh, indubitably. Yeah, so I got Spencer Dinwiddie. I I was able to fit Joel and beat him to my lineup as well, which I think is fine. He's got obviously a safe floor there. Relatively safe. Uh, I've got Mikael Bridges. And uh, you know, I don't know if he plays or not. I think he does, though. I mean, it's been a while since the trade deadline at this point. It didn't. I don't think there's any way he doesn't pass a physical. Um, he's not involved with that trade that's about to fall through, which is terrible. That four-team trade. Oh man. I So oh man. I wanted Wiseman to go off. Finally get his chance. But anyways. Uh, so Mikael Bridges, I do like seven thousand. Uh, I do like some Ben Simmons at six four. He's looks like a. I mean, obviously. Yeah, you take Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out of the, out of the situation, and it's going to help anybody with uh, being their usage and whatnot. But Ben Simmons looks more like the Ben Simmons of old without those guys in there. Uh, I mean, the, the Nets are going to have to rely on him. I think that's a smart move by the Nets, honestly. Well, they didn't really want – I don't know if they wanted to or not. I think their hands are kind of forced there. But but I think uh, that gives Ben a little bit more confidence it's, it's his team now. I mean, there's not really any star talent on that team. It's a team full of really good players. No stars. So Benny Ben, Simmons at 6'4". I do like him. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, I mentioned him 6'2". Um, excellent defense. They're going to need him. Should be on the floor. Do like him a lot here. And then I've also got... I'm running at my uh, roster here with Tobias Harris. I'm just giving you my mind up. Sure, why not? <laughs> I'm not suggesting to play this I'm telling you who I have giving you my reasoning here, and uh, not to say that I'm right or wrong, just saying this is what I'm going to, you know, probably gravitate towards, but Tobias Harris, 6,000, I mean, this is a pretty good matchup for him, I think, uh, well, you know, there's all those wing defenders, so there's good defense around, but you know, when you're up against a really tough defensive team, you kind of have to rely, you have to get a little bit more out of your third option, fourth option. And so I'm looking for supplies to kind of step up here and fill in a little bit more of, a, of an active role here in offense. And that's kind of my thinking there. But uh, we'll see how that works out for us. But, yeah, I think Ben Simmons, for me, at 6,400, that's probably the most intriguing play on the, play on the slate. And then going Spencer Dinwiddie over the other Philadelphia guys at cap. And those are probably my two main takeaways there uh, for that slate. I'm not super sold on my strategy here, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, okay, let's move on to the eight-game main slate. We've got Luka Doncic. Questionable with a heel injury. I would have to assume he plays. He did sit out. He was on the verge of playing, and then uh, something got ruled out near the the beginning of the game on Friday night. So I think he plays Saturday. LeBron James, questionable with a ankle injury. I honestly don't know if he plays. Don't know how much incentive. Well, no, he's got incentive to play because they just improved their team. So he's going to probably get out there at some point once he's healthy enough. Don't know if he's healthy enough or not. Jamal Murray is questionable with a knee injury. Aaron Gordon of the Denver Nuggets, also questionable with a ribs injury. Kyle Kuzma of the Wizards is out with an ankle injury. Spurs have a bunch of stuff we have to keep uh, on top of. I mean, who knows what the Spurs are doing? <laughs> they're just trying to tank. I mean, they're just going to play. I don't know. I don't know what they're who they're going to play. But Kelvin Johnson questionable with an ankle injury. Trey Jones questionable with a foot injury. Jeremy Sohan questionable with a back injury. Same injuries we've had uh, going on here. I'm hoping Trey Jones sits. I'll tell you why later, but, uh, but yeah, he's the one guy I'm eyeing the most. Kelton Johnson, if he plays, I do like him too, but we'll talk about that. Anyways, Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz is questionable with an illness. He had to sit out the last game, I believe, uh, with that illness, so see what goes on there. Uh, Sadiq Bey is questionable due to being traded. Perhaps he'll play, perhaps he won't. Uh, not necessarily. a looking at DFS now with his uh, with his new spot in Atlanta, anyways, because of the uh, usage he's not going to get. So, but something to mention. Anyways, let's go ahead and talk about the games here. Let's talk about Denver Nuggets and the Charlotte Hornets. I think you got to talk about Jokic. 11-6. Uh, obviously, we have to see if he plays in this one. They're already probably going to sit out Jamal Murray. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. if He plays or not. But even if Jamal Murray is in, ruled in, then I think Jokic is pretty safe to play in this one. Uh, 1-6, Yeah. I mean. It's the Hornets, right? So we obviously need to attack them at the center position. Uh, they did just trade away Mason Plumley, so I'm curious to see how that works out with their defense at the center position. If it gets better, I would be really interested to see how that works out because there could be a little bit of a trend shift there, so that's something to be wary of. I didn't end up going with him in the uh, one lineup I've cobbled together so far. So that's something to note there. But I do think you have to look at them, obviously, at 11-6. Uh, Lamella Ball, on the other side of the ball, I think it's fun to run them back at 10-2. Those are pretty high salaries, so it's a little difficult to do, especially on such a, a large slate, large slate, slate, a slate, a slot, a slot uh, with eight games. But, yeah, I think you can definitely look into doing that. I think you can even go Lamella Ball and not play Jokic. I think Lamella Ball is a decent play by himself. On the Hornets, I also still have Gordon Hayward at 4,900. Still have interest in them. Um, he had a very decent game going into the fourth quarter of the game on a Friday night and then just kind of disappeared. He was out there for maybe seven, eight minutes of the fourth quarter and didn't do anything. He didn't put up a single stat. Just, just, just kind of crazy here. Um, but, yeah, the Hornets still kept things competitive, and I, I think they will here against Denver as well. Um, obviously, Mark Williams. So i got to go ahead and apologize to you guys and anyone that follows me on Twitter. I didn't mention Mark Williams, and I'll be quite honest with you. He slipped my mind until I saw someone else mention him. And got him into my lineup. So that, that's my bad. Uh, he is definitely a trade deadline winner. And at 3,500, you can definitely still roster him. He gets a tough matchup here against Jokic. So I'm actually going to still, uh, I'm going to fade. I think the, a lot of the field going to go to Mark Williams. Don't blame me. But Nick Richards at 3,600. Only 100 more. The backup. If Jokic gets uh, Mark Williams into foul trouble. Mark Williams is having a tough time guarding Jokic. I think they're going to split minutes anyways. So, you know, am I going to get the guy at 3500 that's going to have 60%, no, maybe not 60 but 40 to 50% ownership? Or am I going to get the guy that's 3600 that's going to have 5% ownership and perhaps outscore the $3,500 guy? Uh, you know, that that's up to you to decide. I think for me it's an easy choice, and I'm going to go with that $3,600 guy, for better or for worse. It might bite me the, bite me in the you-know-what, the ASS. But I think it's a risk well, well worth taking, especially for GPPs, which is, as you guys know, what I played mostly. So there you go. Um, let's talk about Utah and Kentucky. <laughs> I almost said Kentucky. Utah and New York Knicks do have a few uh, plays in here. Julius Randle, 10-3. Um, yeah, it's Utah. Um, I know they're playing Walker Kesser. I know that, you know, um, he's a beast uh still figuring things out. I was watching him play. I've been watching him play quite a bit here in the last I would say three weeks. Um there are some times where I'm not super duper confident that basketball, like real life basketball wise, he is in the right spots uh defensively uh, or is in the right spots to impact the play. So I'm mean, you know and I think he's a young guy. I think he's gonna figure it out. I think he's incredibly gifted athletically and uh skilled offensively well not offensively. That That's not true. Uh, I think he's skilled defensively. I think he's skilled just in his – he he knows how to use his athleticism. And I think he's got very high upside, so I'd be very excited if I was a Utah Jazz fan. But uh, there are some you know, basketball knowledge, basketball IQ things that I do question sometimes. But anyways, what am I talking about here? I'm talking about Julius Randle. I had 10-3. So I do think that there is a possibility here for Julius to go off. And we've seen centers uh, tear up the Utah Jazz before. I don't think that's going to change with Walker Kessler. And that's basically my main point here, uh, even though he's playing big minutes. So, something to think about there. Um, but another center that I'm thinking of here, and I'm, I'm ready to be heard again. I'm ready to be hurt again by this guy. But Isaiah Hartenstein at 4,500. Only managed 13 minutes in the last one. Um, if they're going to play Walker Kessler, though, a bunch of minutes. And Azubuki. And uh, you know, maybe a little Kelly-O here and there. I still think Hartenstein's the best matchup for any of that on the Knicks. Uh, maybe Jericho Sims gets more minutes. Maybe. I just don't see it happening. So I do like Hartenstein. Uh, and on the Utah Jazz, this is obviously a lock for probably everybody. I'm sure he's going to have like 60% ownership. Colin is at $4,000. Uh, price has not come up yet. You're going to see that price jump probably about you know, $1,500 to 2000 in the coming slates, I mean, I would say two or three slates from now, they'll probably be close to 6,000. So take it while you got it, 4,000, lock it in. No reason to double think it. Uh, let's talk about another game that I have huge interest in. I actually have a whole lot of guys in this game. Let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks and the San Antonio Spurs. And I'm just going to throw them out there because I do like him here. Uh, Ice trade, Trey Young, 9,500 against the Spurs. Uh, you know, Atlanta Hawks are kind of still reeling, still looking for W's. W's, um, and you've got Dejounte Murray there, and I wouldn't blame you if you want to go with him as well. I think he's eighty nine hundred, if I don't recall, and Trace ninety five hundred. I think I would definitely, in my mind, I would much rather spend the, the six hundred dollars more on Trey Young, who has a much higher ceiling, in my opinion. I think Dejounte, uh, for real life basketball pur- purposes, I would prefer Dejounte in most scenarios, but for DFS purposes, I think Trey Young is the guy I prefer here between the two. Uh, and this is a nice matchup here against the Spurs, obviously, who are like not even shy about how they're tanking. Uh, people are in and out of the lineup, playing their young guys. They've got Devontae Graham <laughs> out there now, uh, who might end up being the starting point guard if Trey Jones doesn't play. Uh, so you have Trey Young against Devonte Graham. That should be fun. Uh, Going to be a real running gun thing. You'll have Devontae Graham shooting fifteen threes again, so you'll get a lot of uh, you know long rebounds for Trey to get out in the transition as well. So. Yeah, I like him a whole lot. I think you have, have a really big game here. Uh John Collins at fifty two fifty two hundred, I also like him. Uh not only do the Spurs suck at uh well everything, they so su- they definitely suck at guarding j- the center position and rebounding. So uh John Collins at fifty two hundred seems like a pretty smash here play here uh, in this matchup. On the other side of the ball, if Kelden Johnson does play at sixty eight hundred, I do have interest in him against the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks have also not been very good defensively. They've been relatively atrocious, so yeah, a little KJ kelp jumps at 6,800 makes sense to me. Uh, but this guy here is going to be in everybody's lineups again. And can't blame you again. And he's a lock for me again. Zach Collins at 4,100. Uh, just put up a giant monster game. Probably not going to do that again here. I know, so I know I said in the last one he didn't have a high ceiling. And, of course, he went and had just a huge, giant, ginormous gain. Um, But at the same time, I just feel like, you know, not I'm not gonna call it a fluke. Let's see what's what's the best word for it here. Um, it's the Detroit Pistons and the San Antonio Spurs. It's I mean Durant had a, a amazing game as well. Like they, it was just this is just silly. It's a silly. It's it's basically the 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 very very tip of the silly season starting here, and you're starting to get these big lines from players that just really aren't that good, honestly. And it's gonna be a different story here against the Hawks, uh, who are a better team obviously than the Pistons, and have better centers. Akong and and, uh, and Capella. But, you know, I should have taken note of that, that it was the Pistons. I should have probably given that more sway and probably locked the Collins into more of my lineups because I did lose out some money for fading for him at a few. Um, I went with Kessler instead, who had a very good game as well, but uh, was a little bit more pricey. So, but anyways, that Collins, 4,100, I'll lock him in. Uh, and then here's another guy that I did go to that turned out to be really well, worked out really well for me. And uh, I was... He was only 5% owned in the GPP I was in that I had him in. So that that worked out really well for me. I ended up uh, doubling my money in that one. But anyways, Devontae Graham, 3,100. Um, obviously, keep your keep your eyes on Trey Jones. If Trey Jones is in, don't think you have to go there. I think you can easily fade him. But if Trey Jones is out, he should be the starting point guard again. And he's an excellent tank commander. You want to tank and, and get with Minyama? and still be exciting and still look like you're trying, Devontae Graham is an excellent starting guard for you. <laughs> so the Spurs did well to, to get him. And I think he's got some ups or some uh, potential to be mm, probably not a starter in the league, probably not even really a regular bench player, but probably a guy that um and it pains me to say because I'm a Jayhawks fan, but a guy that, you know, can go out there and get you threes and play just a role player, right? A three-point role player. So uh Devontae Graham is definitely of interest to me in DFS here. Um, loves to shoot the basketball. And that's great for DFS. So there you go. Um, guys, if you don't have the DFS pass already, I don't know if to sell you. You're just, you're missing out. Uh, go get it. It's four ninety nine. Sportsethos.com. Sign up. Get into the Discord. Talk to us. Ask us questions. We want to help you improve. Want you to help us improve. So get in there the DFS pass just just do it already uh all right let's talk about uh we'll talk about this one since it's um near and dear to my heart cleveland and chicago interesting thing here is cleveland is uh playing well they're they're basically they're done with their game now but they're playing basically about an hour ago is when that game ended and they have to be back in cleveland um from new orleans which is about a four-hour flight, to play the Bulls at, I think it's 7 p.m. start time Central, uh, if I recall correctly. So it's a, it's a very quick turnaround here. And now I have, to, I have to verify that time because I'm going to be crazy. It says, uh, yeah, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Central. So it's a very quick turnaround here. They're probably going to get like 12 hours maximum downtime in between games. So I'm okay fading the Cleveland... Uh, Cavillers completely. I think that's that's fine. Uh, the Bulls are a terrible defensive team at times. They've been much better as of the last couple of months, so I've been picking on them less and less. Um, a lot of that has to do with who they're playing though, but the the Cavs aren't like an explosive offensive team, honestly. Uh, I did rest our Evan Mobley tonight and Friday night, and he had a really, really solid game, obviously. A really, really good game. Just a tremendous first half. And uh, I could see him doing that again, so I do have some interest in looking at him for GPPs for sure. Donovan Mitchell 8,500. Those guys sticks out to me. In general, we know he just had that huge aim against the Bulls, historic night. I don't expect that again, but he is a guy that uh, could do that any given night. On the Chicago side of the ball, I've actually got interest in Andrew Drummond at 3,200. I think this is a you know, large field GPP pivot only because you've got Zach Collins, you've got other centers that are just way way easier to just lock in and are still valuable. But Drummond at 3,200 is intriguing to me in this matchup here because, again, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they do play big. And so the, the Bulls are going to need to match that that uh, that length and that size. And Drummond's the guy that's going to do it. He's going to get all the Derrick Jones Jr. minutes. Derrick Jones Jr. Is probably not going to play a whole lot. And we've seen what Drummond can do in limited minutes. It's a tough matchup, don't get me wrong, but I still think it's a decent enough spot for him at thirty-two hundred, near minimum, that you can get, have a few stabs at him in GPPs. So there you go, my two cents. Moving on, let's talk about the um, Washington Wizards and Indiana Pacers. I do have interest in Bradley Beal, seventy-four hundred. Still going to be locking this guy in. He scored, I think, forty-two plus DK points in three straight games. And so that's really good value there at 7,400. You're getting like a $1,000 discount on guys that are usually putting up those numbers. And seeing the Indiana Pacers they're playing against, so it's decent. Uh, I got interest also in Denny Avija at 5,900. Pretty much perpetually on my list here. I think he's going to go under-owned yet again. Uh, no Kuzma. That's the main reason here but because uh, he's getting a little, little bit pricey. But without Kuzma in there, I mean, we've seen him put up some big lines. And, again, seeing the Indiana Pacers, so, you know. Not to say it's a vanilla matchup or it's an easy matchup, but it's easier than, than average, in my opinion. So there you go. I uh, do like that quite a bit. Uh, all right, uh, Miami and Orlando. I want to go ahead and throw this guy out there, Gabe Vincent at 4,500. Uh, still no Kyle Lowry. Maybe Westbrook goes to Miami. I hope he does. Stay away from my Bulls. Russell Westbrook, he's going to be a Bull, and you know it's going to happen. But um, but anyways, there is no Russell Westbrook there in Miami right now. So Gabe Vincent, I uh, got, the, got the run of the uh, – point guard position right now it's back to back for them as well it didn't play particularly well on friday night but that's that can all change and he's getting the minutes there um actually let me take a look at his minutes how many minutes how many minutes he got um so i can tell you guys it was the houston rockets too i was expecting more but you know what it is what it is um he ended up getting 35 minutes Two of eight from the field, one of six from threes, and they just probably stopped shooting. So there you go. Uh, five points, four assists, two steals, three rebounds. Doesn't, I mean, it's still pretty decent. You know, the shot obviously didn't fall. You get that shot to fall, he's in the 33-35 30, range, which is really good for that price tag. So, yeah, I got a whole lot of interest in you, Vincent, for sure. Um, let's talk about the Lakers and Golden State Warriors. I'm going to throw this guy out there. Might don't think to shock people, but uh, D'Angelo Russell, 7,300. A Laker, again, and it's going to be a glorious homecoming. Now, if LeBron is out, I like this a whole lot more, obviously. But this is a game environment that I just think uh, is going to really bode well for for uh, for D'Lo. Uh, you know, Golden State Warriors obviously shoot a lot of threes, a lot of re- long rebounds, a lot of transition. But he's a guy that, when the game gets a little sloppy, uh, takes advantage and puts up big lines. So I do have some interest in D'Angelo Russell at 7300. I've also got here which is kind of weird because he's 3,700, 7,300, 3,700. Look at the numbers. The numbers, they mean everything. Uh, Look into, read into it. There's obviously a uh, uh, symmetry to the world. No, just kidding. I'm not going to go down that route. But uh, there is Austin Reeves at 3,700, putting up pretty big lines here, putting up really nice minutes. The Lakers are going to get an influx of players, so it's hard for me to entirely jump in on Austin Reeves. But it feels like his minutes are safe. And especially, again, if, if LeBron's out, uh, you know, we can pretty much assume that uh, everyone's going to get a, a pretty nice bump there. So Austin Reeves at 3,700 is the guy I'm going to throw out there. Um, last game here to cover for me is the Dallas Mavericks and the um, Sacramento Kings. And my guy, save the best for the last. Luka Doncic, 12 2. I know he didn't play. I was so, so looking forward to him playing. I had him in my rosters with uh, Jason Tatum. I was just looking forward to it. It just did not happen. But I think they held him out because they had a back to back, and they're going to play him in this one. Uh, it's a back to back against the same team, as a matter of fact, against the Sacramento Kings. Um, and, you know, the, the Mavericks played well. But I think Luka uh, is going to come back energized. You know, they went out and got Kyrie. Um, got him somebody to help when the playoffs come and people are just five and wanting him. Uh, he's got a little bit of a, of a safety lever there. So I just, I love him. I think he's going to come out and just, just destroy. And it's the second or King, so everyone gets a boost against the king. So 12, most expensive guy on the slate. But yeah, I've got interest in him. I've actually got him that up right now. And then Josh Green at 4,800. If there is no Luca, that's the guy I'll gravitate towards on the Maverick side. Um, just incredible. That guy. Uh, what he looks like and it's just incredible sometimes what people look like when you take away pieces and allow them to step into bigger roles and josh green has just been admirably uh, amazing uh since you know the uh, luke has been out and he made some trades got Kyrie in there he's looked really really good so josh green in there uh no dorian finney smith obviously so He's going to be that guy, and uh, yeah, he's looked really good. $4,800 a nice price for him. But that's it, guys. Let's move on to the Thrive Fantasy plays. Thrivefantasy.com. Uh, go there, enter promo code ETHOS to get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks. And I've got three Thrive uh, Fantasy plays for you guys uh, on this one, which is pretty good. I actually do like the slate quite a lot. I'm playing it for the first time in, oh, I don't know, maybe a week or two. Um, honestly, I haven't been playing them. I haven't liked them a whole lot. But this one I do have maybe four or five. Six plays I do like, but I've got three of them here I feel pretty confident in. And the first one here is going to be Trey Young over 34.5 points and assists, and that's 90 points against the Spurs. I think he could easily score 30 points, and in that case, he just needs five assists. Uh, It just seems just too easy to me. So I'm going to take it. Julius Randle over 26.5 points, and that's 125 points – 120 points, I'm sorry – against the Utah Jazz. Just to explain to you guys, you know, why I think the Jazz are a good team to – Attack down low. Um, I'm feeling me some Julius Rand. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing his points props uh, drop and see what those are at. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, over 34.5 points, rebounds, and assists. He could go for 40 points. And it is a back-to-back for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But uh, they're a better team than the Bulls. I'm, I'm, As a Bulls fan, I'm totally willing to admit that. No doubt in my mind. And uh, this game's going to stay competitive. So he'll be on the floor plenty in uh, the Bulls, you know, despite being better – Recently, defensively, they're still, at times, not a very good defensive team. So, yeah, I think 34.5 points rebounds and assists for Donovan Mitchell seems like a pretty nice plus-odds play at 105 points to me. So, that's going to do it for us, though, guys. Sorry for, for rambling a little bit, but that's it. Uh, that's going to be our show. If you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter, at Keith, And please do make sure you like, follow, subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. Love you. See you next time. Till next time, go get that money